Hello and welcome to the Scene and Nerd Podcast. We are back talking all about our favorite heroes as they catch the bad guys and we theory spiral about where we think they are going. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with us as always is our Mr. Producer, Will. <sighs> are you going to apologize for The Flash again this week? <laughs> I am the Flash apologist. Yes, I am. How are you doing tonight, Sarah? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Arrow had a good episode. Arrow I feel like have, Arrow's winning this fall season. Uh, of the CW shows, I, I would have to I, I have to agree with you, but uh, don't want to still we don't want to you know go too deep into it right now. But uh, doing well. Hope hope you are. Yeah, yeah, doing all right. Doing that's, all right. That's good. We. We are um, had a late start today, partly because you pulled a prima donna, and partly because <laughs> Patricia took forever to get online. <laughs> I was online, I swear. She went to Columbia <laughs> to get her coffee. There's a lot of mixed messages happening about where she went to get her coffee and whether or not she was online, but we're going to figure it out tonight, that's for sure. Definitely. So where have you been? No. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, Patricia? We haven't had you on in a while. Yeah, I've been good. I've been busy, you know, lots of stuff, crime fighting, watching stuff, trying to get caught up. It's been great. <laughs> well, it's great to have you back. I am great. I'm glad that you caught the criminals, apparently. Yeah. I I did my best, Sarah, just for you. So they're all they're all in they're in all at Arkham or Argus? Argus, yeah. Ah, okay. With Lila. With Lila. <laughs> I, just, I just picture her like taking care of the criminals. <laughs> We're talking about the director of Argus, and she has time to like make a campfire, and all the criminals sit around the campfire. They tell scary sh- stories. I don't know why I went the summer camp route with this. I really don't. I don't. S'mores. S'mores. It's it's winter time. It's time for s'mores. Yeah, I I did have some coconut eggnog today. Ooh. Just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Hmm. Well, that explains. Well, well I, won't, I won't say anything more. Yeah, that's right, Will. You better be nice. <laughs> better be nice. Okay. Let's get into this, guys. We have a lot of shows to get through tonight. We're going to start off with Supergirl. They just aired the Faithful episode, which I don't know about you two, but it kind of threw me off. I feel like Supergirl, the first two episodes, it was a very coherent story about everything that uh, uh, Kara has been dealing with since Monel's departure. And now we're kind of getting these one-off episodes. I mean, first we had Martian Manhunter. This week ha- we had The Faithful. Will, yeah. why don't you give us your breakdown on where you think what's going on with Supergirl this season? Oh, this season. Well, as far as this season, I think, you know, it's, it's their third season. So I think... <sighs> Now they're firmly established in the Arrowverse, and I think, uh, you know, like any series that has, um, you know, 20-plus episodes, you're going to get some filler, and I think right now they're just having these one-off episodes of filler, but, you know, but are still dropping in um, hints, I mean, obviously building towards the unveiling of Rain. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, so you just sort of, have to deal with the, you know, these fillers to, to get to that point. 
I will say that one of the things that uh, I did like about this episode was uh, the whole Messiah you know, mm-hmm. issues that really hasn't been on Supergirl yet. I mean, obviously with her cousin and with Superman, they've touched on those many times with you know the Christopher Reeve films and and even with Man of Steel, yeah. uh, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. So you know, so it was only a matter of time before they got to it. Uh, on Supergirl, and I, I thought, even though I, I actually I enjoyed the episode, it it it, um, it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't off-putting for me. I, um, you know, when it first started, I was like, where are they going with this with this guy like this jerk on the plane? <laughs> but, oh, I knew it. I called yeah, it from the beginning yeah. of like I'm like Alex is gonna appear on that plane. That's the only <laughs> reason. Yeah, and then once she showed up, I was like, oh yeah, I see. Yeah, it's like you know clearly the 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 moment where she uh, you know it was the flashback because you know they they, mm-hmm. they tried to you know they try to hide it as well as they could without usually you know usually they'll say two years ago or something you know on the screen but I don't recall seeing that so. But yeah, so you know, so from that standpoint, it, it was um, it was a you know pulling that element into the story. I thought was 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 good. I thought they handled it pretty well for for mm-hmm. you know forty two minute TV show. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so so overall, I, I enjoyed it because it had it had that those those elements and how um, how how Kara dealt with them um, yeah. being treated like a god. Uh, and probably will continue be dealing with it, considering Coville also knows who that Kara is, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And I love that reveal yeah. because you, that does not happen to Kara, even though it's very easy <laughs> with the <laughs> quote unquote disguise. But it's a rarity to see them incorporate that as part of the arc of the episode, mm-hmm. which just indicates that this isn't a one off villain. This is a character that they are able to set aside and then pull back in and set aside again and really toy with those ideas about a character with all of this power being placed above humans and people having faith in her. And I also appreciated how they tied that in to her own religion from Krypton. Mm -hmm which I never seen before in the other versions of this mythos at all. No, I don't, I, yeah. I might've missed it, but I don't know. Uh, Patricia, what do you think about Alex and Maggie and their wedding saga? This episode is the one that I have enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, like I even teared up at the end when Alex was, you know, upset about, like, wanting to be a mom and how Maggie is, like, I don't see a future with you, like, I see a future with just you and not having a kid, and... Cold. Yeah, very cold, cold. yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's something real that everyday, I mean, couples go through, Mm -hmm. and especially being in a gay or lesbian relationship, you really have to think about you know, the possibilities of having a child and how difficult that would be, you know, to find a surrogate or to find a donor. And there's lots more, you know, logistics that go with having a child in that situation. And I just found it really interesting how they 
they gently did it. They didn't do it in an overdramatic way. It was very subtle as like how any normal relationship would handle that situation. And mm-hmm. the feelings, I, I've, this episode I felt more connected to their storyline mm. just because of that realism, I feel like. And I really enjoyed how they did it. Yeah. See, I was leaning towards the Martian Manhunter episode, even with the B plot focusing on Maggie and Maggie's reconciliation with her father. I connected more with that than I did with this week's B plot between those two, partly because I just felt like they broadcasted it from a mile away. Like from the first episode, I think there were subtle hits about the possibility of children. And it's like, oh, they haven't had the talk. Well, okay, I see how this is going to play out. But that was that was me. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the plot line with her dad. Like, that was totally real. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, realistic, I should say. Um, <laughs> I love the, like <laughs> the fact that he continuously, you know, carried around a photo of her when she was younger and, like, held on to it. And, it was and really he put touching. it on her board. I know. It was so cute. Yeah. Miho. <laughs> yeah. And but I don't know. I just felt like the first couple of episodes of the season I was like, eh, okay, Alex and Maggie are getting married. Mm-hmm. And then as the seasons went on, it's like, I don't know, something clicked and it just started working in in their favor, I guess. But this last episode with the was my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. Um I really love the, is it rain? Yeah. yeah. Rain is coming. Yeah. I, I love her connection and like how they had a girl's night and then car had to sneak off and, you know, the um, storyline with her daughter, like trying to, you know, mom, you're a superhero. I know you are. And like putting herself in danger. I mean, that was stupid, but <laughs> it was, you know, entertaining. It's like what a kid that age would do. Like, mom, prove yourself. I know you can do it. Especially with how the all the superpowers have been coming out, you know, mm-hmm. under lots of stress is or, you know, something's happening and that's when their powers come out. Yeah. 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 So Will... it really <laughs> did it. Yeah. Well, do you, okay, what was that person that character who appeared as the teaser at the end of this episode so i know there's been some um i guess some stories i think prior to the season of of saturn girl um Mm -hmm. being um on supergirl season three so and you know and and also if I recall from the um, finale of season two, there wasn't there. Um, Cameron was the crash landing on Earth, or was it being someone being dispatched 
into the cosmos. I can't remember. Yeah, there there was there was another Kryptonian ship yeah, that got out. That got out. And so I'm that thinking... my my thought was that that was rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't know if it, it could be rain or it could or I'm thinking it could be this other character that was teased at the end of this okay. last episode. Which could be Saturn so, Girl, or you know, or if we really want to go crazy, it'd be Monel, but we know it's not him. So well, he, he, he are coming. He, he are coming. He is. He is. But I think that was. I'm pretty sure that was a, a female's hand that was like uh, pressed against him there at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. I was actually talking more about the the bathroom scene oh and i and i'm blanking on her name because she doesn't go by rain obviously but i don't i keep forgetting what her real name is and 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 so that's where my confusion is because i thought she'd she was already quote-unquote rain but it it looks like it's more complicated than that and i wasn't sure if there was mythos tied to how they're portraying this yeah i I, I do not. I'm not. I do Damn not know. Well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I have to go to the DC Wiki and like you know research it because I'm just yeah. I just I'm not as familiar with the Supergirl backstory as I am with some of the other DC characters. It's okay. Anybody yeah. knows, let us know yes. because I'm curious about it. And I do agree with you, Will. I think that is Saturn Girl's ship at the bottom of that ocean, yeah. and we'll be seeing her real soon. Real, real soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> how, how soon, Sarah? Keep saying it, Sarah. Uh, uh, how, how soon, you Sarah? Know, near future. <laughs> All right. Just so we're Probably clear. episode seven. Because <laughs> I just read a synopsis. Uh, <laughs> see? Yeah. I need my Mel Black. <laughs> like, my last point about Supergirl this season is that I still... I'm invested in the show. I just, because I'm not a fan of the movies that, Will, you were mentioning before, that it feels like they're getting real inspiration from, Mm -hmm. I I almost want them to turn around and go back to the inspiration they pulled from for season two, which was much more Lois and Clark in nature. Yeah. Especially with a dynamic between Monel and Kara. And so that's really what I'm missing this season, where I'm just like, oh, I, I understand that the third season typically typically are dark, is darker, but I just, I'm not ready for it because this was like my lighthearted girl power show, and now it's more girl power angst yeah. than, than I need it to be. True. Yeah, True. Cat Grant being gone has been a real bummer. No, oh, that too. Yeah, that's that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wish they would bring her back. As I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So that is it for Supergirl season three. We're, we're staying strong. We'll we'll make it to that crossover episode soon enough. Yes, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah. So now if, let's go back to Earth Prime and Central City, and we have a new superhero, you guys. Elongated man. It was teased <laughs> early on in the series, which was at least the name. The name was dropped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but obviously it didn't come meta until 
until this season. With, yeah. the, with the revised, I guess with the uh, particle explosion number two. <laughs> it, it, particle explosion, second earth, you know, there's always something that allows the first half of the um, season. Ooh, Dr. Alchemy, season three, he was turning people. Remember yep. that? That's right. Yeah, there's always some kind of plot device that allows us to get introduced to multiple like characters from the books, mm-hmm. and some are bad and some are good. And this is what I was talking to you about during the pre-show, Well, and this is where that repetitious nature comes into play. Uh. I mean, I just saw Holly tweet out a, um, no- a notice about how the thinker is going to come in and face Barry in episode seven. Very traditional. Yep. Episodes six and seven are usually when we see that first big encounter occur. And then you have the crossover and then the midseason finale. And I'm just like, what, why can't they switch up the narrative? Uh, yeah, that, that is, and we talked about this before, you know, pre-show and during the week as well, is that's one of the frustrating things. While whereas I still love the show, I enjoy it, but it's like the audience... It's like if you're listening to us, guys, or if you somehow hear us, we we can handle some change and some growth, and <laughs> we can handle it. <laughs> we can uh, break, you know, take some cha- take some chances with, with the Flash because it is where you know it, the show is starting. It is getting repetitive. I mean, even though you don't have a speedster as a villain this season, um, you know, you're still following the same beats. As you as oh. you well pointed out, Sarah. Yeah, same same beats. I mean, Patricia, as somebody who binged the Flash over the hiatus, are you feeling this sense of deja vu that me and Will have right now? In all honesty, no, I'm not. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I feel like. And all of the um, shows are doing it. I feel like the villains have be well, except for Arrow and Laurel Lance, but um, I feel like the villains have gotten a lot more interesting. Like, mm-hmm. Buck is a lady. That episode was oh. really great. Like, it just the, you know, the different twists on the, the villains that they've had and the types of powers and what they have to do, like, the whole luck thing. I thought I thought that episode was absolutely... I think that one's my favorite so far mm. because of just the different way that they had to approach it because every time, you know, Barry goes chasing after her and he ends up falling on a bunch of marbles. Like, that was great. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining and it was fresh, I felt like. So I, well, I definitely don't feel the same way you guys do, well, unfortunately. But yeah. Well, I think for me, it's it's I, I I am enjoying the season. For me, the Elongated Man to me has been the best one so far this seat to this season. It, but I still feel like the show feels a little schizophrenic in a sense that you know the first ha- the first part of Elongated Man was the you know the 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 soft reboot of we're going to be light and silly and fun this season. And then the second half of the episode was like, you know, got into the whole, you know, 
more gritty, kick-ass, kick-ass action kind of thing. And you know, and, I'll, and like I said, I, I totally enjoyed it. Laughed out loud. You know, I felt like Joe did whenever his face was like blown off when he sneezed. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it was like I've seen all this stuff and I finally threw finally, up. Finally threw up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but at the same time, it was just like I, I just there, there's just so much more, and I guess it's just the 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 the, the fan in me as far as from reading the comics and just seeing how much deeper they can go with, with some of these characters. Uh, I just wish they would, would, would explore that some more. Um, and, and Sarah and I, we were, we were talking about this a little bit too before the pre-show and would like to get your thoughts on this yeah. is, um, you know, what's Barry's motivations now? Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, before it was very clear, you know, first season trying to find out who killed us, you know, who was behind killing his mother because we knew it wasn't his father. Even in season two, even though we had closure with Vaughn, with being found out, there was still, you know, lingering issues dealing with his mother's death and, you know, his father's death. And then his free. father's death. And then, then later his father's death. And now, you know, he's gone into the Speed Force and he's out and he's like, it's like a new Barry that you know, we're being introduced to and, and what's his motivations for being the flash other than it's just cool to put away bad guys. Well, I don't think he thinks it's cool to put away bad guys, but there's with every, you know, hero and superhero film, it's more of a good versus evil. And, there's always going to be that evil out there that he has to fight against, or there's always going to be somebody in trouble. And it's, it's not about, you know, well, I don't have anything personal to connect to this fight, so I don't care anymore. I don't think that's not the way it works. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I wanted to elaborate on this and I'm glad you brought it up. Well, because This discussion actually comes from Will participated on the TV After Dark discussion board. And in the roundtable, they brought up about thoughts on that viewers have about Barry's sense of justice being really black and white, especially in this episode where he turned in. um, I'm just going to keep calling him Elongated Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ralph Dibney. (laughs) Ralph Dibney, where he turned him in because he he planted evidence, which is a very bad thing to do. But Ralph is adamant that the guy was guilty. And this really made me think back on the Barry Allen we met on season two of Arrow, who is confronted by Oliver for having a shady past. And Barry's like, no, no, no. My father's innocence, innocent, and things are not as black and white. And so that really made him much more of a three-dimensional character for me, at least, where what I'm seeing now is that he he it's not necessarily that he lost his motivation to be a superhero. I'm just missing that emotional core that doesn't make him seem perfect. Um, For example, in this episode, there's a very poignant scene where Joe points out he he took down everything he had about his mom's file, 
his mom's case on that board and has replaced it, which is even took Joe off guard. And it's kind of makes you wonder, did we miss the true closure that Barry Allen has now about the death of his mother and then the death of his father and all of that loss? Is that just something that we missed during hiatus? Or was it just a quick, you know, at the end of, you know, season three, when he goes off into the speed force, I mean, was that our moment? Was that supposed to be that moment of closure where he consciously decided, okay, I'm going to step in. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was, that was the moment. And, you know, now that he's out and, you know, maybe this is the growth that we're, we're, you know, that we're struggling with Sarah is maybe this growth is the fact that he has put this tragedy behind him. Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you have a good point. We that point where, yeah, Joe points out very vividly that yes, his board has been repurposed, and we don't get to see his closure point very clearly. Whereas, you know, I feel like they could have done something a little bit more like here's the closure and we're on to the next thing or, you know, something you're right. That, that wasn't very clear, but I feel like the closure to the death of your parents is not going to be easy on a TV show because it's, it's hard to depict that kind of loss with, so little time to do it in yeah. and so I think mm-hmm. we're it's going to come back around and because you know uh, Iris brought up a good point in the episode I can't remember which one it was the one that where they went to therapy and she like it seemed just fine as soon as you know Barry came out of his weird state she was like happy but then she was mad you know sitting in the therapy session. And so they they didn't hit that point right away. Mm-hmm. They came back around to it. So I think they're still going to come back. That's going to be those little loop-de-loops in the story that sort of make a big roundabout. Like with the with Joe's new baby on the way, I think that there's going to be feelings of, you know, parenthood and, you know, different, you know, Wally's gone and what's, you know, I think they're just going to keep revolving back around to different things. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense. And I just, I wonder, like, especially in this first half of the season, what we're supposed to really think about Barry and how we're rooting for him and like our sympathy for him as a character comes from, because even Oliver Queen has lost both of his parents very tragically and he's found close closure at the end of season five. And that was a really big arc and a long stretched out arc. And, and yet they're still able to introduce us to a new version of Oliver Queen in season six. But the twist is now he's the father. Now he's mm-hmm. the parent. And so because there isn't that clear, transition point for Barry I think that's where I've kind of I've kind of um I feel distant from him at the moment rather than as connected to him as I was in season one yeah all right yeah that's, yeah that's the feeling I'm, yeah I'm having as well I feel I mean I, and maybe this is the whole I mean you know the you know this the 
that first episode was Flash Reborn, and, and so in a way, we I think maybe we are seeing this this new Barry and this this, this rebirth of Barry Allen, and we are going to you know walk this journey with him this season, and when he definitely when he you know meets up with the Thinker and you know figure out why Devoe wants you know it is after Barry, which I'm still not clear. You know, what's the motivation behind DeVoe at this point, as far as other than just, you know, creepy stalking the team through his samuroid? Um, yeah, you know, well, I guess we'll, you know, we'll get we'll get some answers to our questions, so hopefully, as the season progresses. Yeah. DeVoe, it's... It's interesting. I, I mean, I kind of like him because he is so different. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm kind of just I'm all, it's, I'm always like this every first half of the season. I'm like, I just want to see the showdown. <laughs> I want to see the showdown. <laughs> well, thanks to our friend Holly at uh, at the Flash. She uh, I guess she tweeted out the thing mm-hmm. before. Uh, I guess they're having their big showdown episode seven. So yeah, uh, but you know, I mean, but but I did, I did like the way. At the end of the of, of the elongated man episode, how very you know, were they were starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So I did appreciate that fact that they're not drawing it out too long. That was so that was just so exhausting last season, of of you know, it you know, with Savitar. Yeah. Um, it's good they're getting to it. Barry's like oh putting the bells you know putting things together. Uh, and uh, so I, I did like the way the that episode, the episode ended, and of course we're going to have a one-off episode next week with Girls Night Out and, and no cost and no superpowers, I guess at least from the Flash. Oh, Girls Night Out is so, going to be exactly what I need. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get really spoiled, you guys, because after that it's the When Harry Met Harry episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're. I think we're going to be treated to some really, some real fun episodes, some real good episodes over the next two to three weeks. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be a Flash fan again, even even with yeah. our, even with our quibbles. I mean, it's yeah. Um, you know, it's still, you know, uh, it's the show is getting back to, you know, what what we what, what we liked about it, um, and I felt like this episode definitely. Um, as I said, I think for me, it was the best one so far to forward this season. Yeah, I mean, it's I a great... Really... Oh, oh, go yeah. ahead, Patricia. I also really enjoyed the storyline with Gypsy and Gypsy's father. Yeah, that was... yeah. yeah. That, that, uh, on the TV After Dark uh, um, roundtable I participated in, that was one of the questions. Like, so, if, uh, you know, Breacher like showed up with you, you know, showed up. What would, what would your reaction be? <laughs> yeah. Would you run like Cisco or, or you know? It's like hell yeah, I would. Carlos, Carlos just has like the best comedic timing where they pair him up with anybody, and he just has great moments. Yeah. And I feel like we're actually getting the Cisco that we didn't get in season three at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm glad that he's returned um, to form, especially because there is a lot more absence with Harry being here and there in the nowhere. Um, 
and hopefully that'll change. But it's it's put Carlos on the screen with anybody. I think it's just comedic gold all yeah. the time. Yeah, and unfortunately he's not going to be interacting with Emily next episode because they're going to be separate parties, and those two have great on-screen comedic timing together. They do. Funky fresh. Sorry, uh, I'll start my <laughs> tangent. I, I was I was just gonna say though that, like you pointed out, Will, it's still a great time to be a Flash fan. It is never going to be a great time to be the kid Flash fan. No. Never. Never. <laughs> never. And yeah, it's just I don't know if you guys saw the saw where uh, even the producers were like, showrunners were like, yeah, we. They just flat out admitted that they put themselves in a box where, you know, if they, they couldn't, you know, they were afraid to let one character outshine the other. So mm-hmm. they would, you know, but you know, not only from a story standpoint, budget standpoint, but they would have to like, okay, we got to put Wally out of commission this time, or we got to put Barry out of commission this time. And it seemed more often than not, um, Wally's the one that was put out, out of commission. And I, I do think for that character, to do him justice, he needs to move over to, to Legends. Because I watched the uh, pilot, the, the, the season four, uh, three premiere with them, with that, that brief snippet of Wally in the, in the episode. Uh, Should the potential that he could have on that show, given especially it sounds like there's going to be going through so many cast transitions as it is. You know, mm-hmm. just go ahead and move him on over there. Um but um, yeah, um, I like the idea of him working with um, the Man of Steel. I thought that was really cute. Mm-hmm. That was that was because I mean, and, I, and we talked about this. Um, I hate I hate to bring up pre-show, but but it's really important that to, to note that I mean, just going through the source material, Wally and Barry worked together so well and, and so many so many times that you know again it, it's. I know it was Barry Allen's show, but they, I just felt, I mean, hell, Wally, you know, even, even it was a, I don't know if it was an ad lib or what, but Wally said to himself, I went over to, you know, I left and y'all didn't even notice I was gone. Yeah. I love that. I was like, I did not. (laughs) He immediately went there. Yeah. I was like, damn. (laughs) That was I was like, I could, I could feel, I could feel like the, the tension on the set, like, you know. So that, well, that that was well played. I have to say they, that was very well played, and yeah. And then and now Wally's gonna be like, and Joe is gonna have another kid yeah. that is gonna replace me, and he the the other kid. I don't, guys. I really don't know, and I hate to say this, but I do not know if they're legitimately going to have a baby on the flash season five because i just i don't see how that would work and i'm i'm kind of like hmm, i don't know if that baby is gonna actually happen at the end of the season i don't know mm-hmm. i'm hesitant yeah it's jumping a shark but then again you know when barry was in his uh speed force swiss cheese brain moment you know he did say we need more diapers and everyone took that to mean, you know, Dawn and Dawn as far as the Tornado Twins. But, um, you know, maybe it was Joe's baby. Good call, Will. Good call. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just thought yeah, I, just, I just thought I just thought of that while we were sitting here talking about this, but I was like, oh, maybe that is a wow. I I honestly don't know where to go from there. My God, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we just have to go back and re-listen to all of Crazy Barry's rants and miss and this broken house. speech. Yeah, this house is yeah, this house is bitching. <laughs> Whatever yeah, the heck. That yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you know. it was funny when Joe used that line yeah. to describe his house when it was all falling apart. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh man. So Sarah, I so, guess to your to your question, does the show lose momentum? I don't think so. I guess we, we we I think we have we have found many redemptive qualities in the Flash season four. Um, I will argue that those will be found this week (laughs) (laughs) so i think it i think it was paling in comparison a little bit but in much like these long stretched out seasons there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows and we get resentful and then we're like oh yeah this is why i'm so invested into these characters and at the end of the day it's always family like these characters we spend so much time and we have spent so much time with them that they are truly family and they can be very stupid and we'll just be like eating the popcorn eating the popcorn (laughs) all day all day (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think at least but you know one show that we did not talk about during pre-show so this is all fresh is the Gifted, which oh, is kicking ass. It really is. What do you? What, what, so, Patricia, are you are, are you as big a fan of the show as we are? I have, like, I just got caught up today. I did all my homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Procrastinated <laughs> to the last minute. Very good, very good. Um, but I, I couldn't look away from the screen. When I was watching, because I had only watched episode one up until today. Mm-hmm. And so I just binge watched all of them. Oh, and girl. yeah, so it was it was pretty great to do it that way because I just I couldn't stop watching it. And I wish that there was more. And so, yes, I, I am as big a fan as you guys are. I mean, as much as I can be, really. <laughs> and um yeah, no, I love it. I love the way it's set up. It's beautifully filmed. All the special effects mm-hmm. are great. The actors and actresses are great. I keep seeing people, and I'm like, hey, you were in that. Hey, you were in that. <laughs> like, okay, the guy that plays Gus, the guy who mm-hmm. can diminish everybody's, that guy played Matt on the on the um, Vampire yep. Diaries. Yep, yep. And he was, like, the sweet kid, and so it's really cool to see him in this different role where he's, yeah, anyway. I'll stop oh. anyway. It's just, and it, okay, so in comparison with what we just unloaded on about The Flash, th- I think the reason why this show is such a highlight in our regular weekly TV watching is because, yes, it is about comic books. It or The characters are from comic books. The characters could be the typical Arrowverse setup where villain of the week, but instead they're dealing much more with those social justice issues Mm -hmm. that we're used to in the X-Men comics. 
And at the same time, the first half of the season has been a rescue mission. It's about getting Lorna out of prison. It is about reuniting the Strucker family. And so that's a very different narrative structure than what we're seeing on the CW with Villain of the Week. And I think that's why this this is working out so well in Fox's favor, because it's a very different it's it's the same it's using the same branding but also telling stories that we haven't seen told especially in this way before and plus the characters are really cool i really like the character (laughs) (laughs) and i mean will we we were talking about this via dm over the week about how much especially in this episode you really got to know and understand more Agent Turner, who yes. is turning into like a really great villain. Mm-hmm. Very complex villain. Very, you know, he definitely got his comeuppance with, you know, how he's been conducting his business all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, after uh, Dreamer uh, scrambled intentionally or not, his, <laughs> his brains. His memories, uh, you know, when it, that scene where he comes home and after being that debriefed, my heart. Yeah, it did me too. I was just like, oh, damn, I, this this is hard. I actually felt, I mean, you know, credit to you know credit to the actors there. I mean, they mm-hmm. really, I mean, I felt heartbroken for the guy, even though he is, you know, and he's just evil Sentinel services agent but you know they they humanized him yeah and you know and and, you know it made him a very three-dimensional character which you know is what i really enjoy about this this series is yes this superhero show yes you got all the powers and whatnot but all the characters on here are very three-dimensional yeah yeah i i think that scene I didn't cry like Patricia did, but <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm oh, dead no. inside. I'm dead inside. <laughs> but actually, the whole time, and I, I kid you not, guys, this is literally what went in my mind. I'm like, this show is amazing because his daughter is still alive and she has superpowers because of the incident. No, she's still dead. Oh, my God, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it the whole time because I'm like, why does he all of a sudden think she's alive? And I'm like, oh, oh, dreamer. Yeah, yeah. And And I don't think she meant to leave him like that. I think they're going to wrap back around and come back to the guilt of her actions with him. Yeah. Because she, as she was getting torn away by Lorna, she was like, I can't leave him like this. Like, she knew Mm -hmm. what what was going to happen to him. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and and I can see how they're going to use that later on this season and expand upon it a little bit more, because even when she was contemplating doing it to Blink mm-hmm. to to encourage her to how to use her hours, there's that great exchange between Dreamer and Johnny about how, and he lists all of these different characters that have been affected by Dreamer for the worse and ultimately probably ended up in death. And so you can just see the ramifications of what she's able to do. It's 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 almost like she's secret their secret weapon 
that it's it's like carrying a nuke almost because yeah. of what she's able to do to somebody and um, to touch into that emotional vulnerability state like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Dreamer of of the character to I me. Mean, that's the what you're right. I mean, that's the one who could probably do the most the most harm because you know what you know. Even though she got pulled away from Turner before she achieved what she was trying, you know, glean information from him. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that that's that's it's like the worst form of torture. It's like, you know, to re to relive a moment and and to know that you know that you know you you know you thought that your daughter was still alive and then you come home and then. You're like, oh, I'm ready to go in and give her a hug, a kiss, good night, and then your wife is sitting here telling you, no. I mean, this has been, this has been mm-hmm. like all these years. I Man, that's a fate worse than torture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like one, he's going to be super pissed if he ever yeah. finds her again, and two, I felt like, uh, like when I first found out about her powers, I was like, well, that's stupid. What are you going <laughs> to do? Like, make everybody fall in love with each other? And then as soon as she, <laughs> I'm sorry, you used my Ray Palmer voice when you said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but as soon as I realized what what else she could do with it, like I I I love the show because they start you off with a basic power, like a girl can put up a shield. But then their powers evolve and the way that they use them changes. And it's only, what, episode five? Mm -hmm. And you've seen people use their powers in different ways multiple times in different situations. And that, because of how real it is and how real life it is and how raw the TV show is. And I say raw as a relative term, I guess, Mm -hmm. but... I mean, think about, like, they made it so real. Like, if people actually had powers, this is the kind of things that would actually happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing that really makes this show interesting is because, yeah, they might say, oh, this person can, you know, control minds. Like, what else can Gus do? What else can, you know, there's so many different possibilities for every power that is given and they're exploring them and taking that liberty, and I love that because, you know, when you watch one of the X-Men movies, you're like, okay, he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. Okay, she can control the weather. But you only see them as one-dimensional power users, whereas in this show, they are multi-dimensional, and it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go running. that far. <laughs> I love you, Patricia. I want to just go that far because um, I think I think those characters are a little bit more multidimensional. It's just that they can't do that in a two-hour time frame. They can do that on an hour time frame, week to week, which is yeah. a luxury. Um, but I will, to follow up your point about that, is that's something that they're doing almost perfectly with the Strucker family and the kids and how you're seeing them learn about their powers separately and now we're starting to see them and how much more powerful they are because they're siblings and they can use those character those powers together to bolster what they're able to do 
Yeah, and the science guy that's like, let me have your suspects for an hour, like the creepy scientist that calls (laughs) the main guy. I was super interested about what he was going to play in it Mm -hmm. or why siblings are so important or what happened in, what was it, Russia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. I'm really. So, yes, I'm very invested in this show now. Like, the thoughts are all coming out. What? So, Will, what yeah. did you think about the Struck- Strucker family reunion that we got this week? Because it wasn't pure joy that no. occurred it was it was a lot more complex than that yeah it was it was very it was more com- you're right it was more complex it was you know obviously there was joy that's okay but mm-hmm. at the same time it, it it's i think you know strucker himself is having to reconcile all his basically you know his prior professional life and trying to put these people away and you know yeah. and he you know when he's in there with the underground and he is like you know literally having to you know come in face to face with some of the people he prosecuted um you know it it you know the family is having to to work through that themselves given that okay now you know he has two children who have powers and you know could easily you know Easily have been forced into a situation to, uh, I mean, I guess he's just having to realize that, okay, I could, I am, I have put people away for, uh, for being the two things that, two, two people I have here in my own family. And I think his family is having to realize dealing with that, uh, mm-hmm. the separation that they had, um, um, you know, going on the run. Uh, so it, it, you know, having to you know come to grips with this new life that they have, you know, and you know the realizations of of, of what that means, you know, uh, while on the one hand they were all happy to be together again, I think the reality of the situation of, of what they what they've become is it, starting to, to really sink in on each of the characters, and um, you know as the kids learn how to use their powers. Um, and, you know, wanting to, you know, Gus wants to be more, you know, he wants to get out there on the front line and do stuff. And then they're like, no, 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 you're still, you can't <laughs> wait, wait, you have to be 18 year old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait a minute, young man. You know, I know you're, you know, you're eager, eager beaver to get out there on the front line and do stuff, but not, not quite, you know, so it, it's, it, it's a, it's a, a very good dynamic that they're, they're setting up and, um, you know, any any inevitable conflicts are going to come, as they already yeah. have. Especially if when the writers are able to juxtapose that family drama mm-hmm. with the Marcos and Lorna storyline, where they've they're also reunited and now they're talking baby names. Yep. Aurora. Yep. Because they're amazing and they're my favorite couple on the show, and I'm so glad. <laughs> So I, I I love them. I love them because I can watch them separately. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be in the same scene together. And then I love it when they reunite because I think they have some really good chemistry and I'm excited to see what happens, especially considering there was that 
small arc for Marcos where you get more of his background and his ties to the cartel. And that's going to come up again down the line for sure. And there's going to be some conflict there about what Marcos was willing to do to get Lorna out of prison and how she's going to feel with that, feel about that. That's all I have to say, guys. Yeah. Eclipse and Polaris. Yep. Yep. Drop the mic. Oh man. Bye. Yeah, from one favorite couple to the next favorite couple on Arrow. Go ahead, Sarah. Run with it. This this is your moment. <laughs> I am so happy. <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm so sorry. I just I actually am not sorry because I love this episode. This episode is what I have wanted for so long. And and I, I don't care. Haters can hate about it. I just, I like, this is Elicity done well. Like, done right. There are episodes that are quote-unquote Elicity-driven that I haven't always been on board with, and that's because of the writing. But in episodes like this, where they continue the narrative and put are able to put her in the, in the spotlight, mm-hmm. but without trying to put everything else on hold, like that's it done well, especially with Kate and James, who I saw coming. I'm rambling. I'm just. Oh, that's okay. It's great. Go, go, my friend. Go. (laughs) You've been waiting for this moment. No, I just, there's, there's so many different, I I feel like I've talked myself out of it. (laughs) I've talked myself out of having this moment. Patricia, what did you think about the episode reversal? I, well, I thought it was a little cheesy at first, but I really, I started to enjoy it a lot because it's something that, again, would naturally happen if those two were dating and they decided all the decisions that they've made, like it's, it's how things would start to work out the rules would start to change because Elicity would be still on the team or Felicity, not Elicity. (laughs) Felicity would still be, you know, working very closely with the team as Oliver pulled away to be spending more time with his son. And I just love how they did it. And they did it again, gradually. It wasn't all of a sudden Felicity is on the team and she's in trouble and blah, 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 blah. And, Oliver has to join back on and it wasn't stupidly dramatic. Right. It was right. it was nice and slow and well done and well put together, well acted, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable progression to watch. And Oliver's, you know, reactions to how Felicity was trying to take charge and handle things was very Oliver, you know, very like, well, I, I need to be there with you. I need to help you go through this. And she's like, no, you just messed everything up. You came barging in here and look at what you did. And he gets sort of, you know, slapped in the face with him trying to be his old self. He was overwatched though, Patricia. He became overwatched. Overwatched. All I'm saying. At the end, I thought that was really cute because he finally realized, okay, the sandbox is too big for... Anyway. 
Yeah, now I, I still. But now I talk myself out of it. <laughs> yeah, see, we keep talking ourselves uh, out of come it. On. Um, come but, on, you gotta, but, you gotta be like the Snowberry fans. You just gotta just own it, you know. <laughs> and this one actually, I, and this one actually, you know. <laughs> I was on that ship, so don't narc it. Okay. Um, and I'm still every now and then. Although, never mind. Damn it, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what I'm gonna say about it. I'm going to say that part of the reason why I love Reversal so well is because the progression of the season and what they are doing with these two characters um, has been almost perfect up to this point. There was even an episode where I don't even think Oliver and Felicity had one scene together, and I think that was episode two. And and it they're doing it on purpose. The writers know from past seasons mistakes that you don't just have an episode where Felicity is in trouble every single episode because that's going to be boring. You don't have it be them constantly fighting you. You don't have angst in their relationship. You just let it play out naturally and allow the external conflicts to really disrupt the relationship. And that's what came to a head in this episode in particularly because of what Oliver's decisions have been, uh, been, especially because of the decisions Oliver has made up until this point, putting up the hood, prioritizing his son above everything else, including Felicity, and then doing um, and taking a step back and saying, you know what, I've I can go at this from being the mayor. Mayor, I don't need to be the arrow to save the city. I'm, I'm already have the power to do so, mm-hmm. and and that's really why I love this so much. Is because it it just was natural. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like a sudden reversal that came out of nowhere. And something else that I will say, Will, is that. I feel like this season we're we're seeing the villain of the week, uh-huh. but these villains are always set up to continue. Like I feel like yeah. we've may, maybe had one episode where there was a true villain of the week, and all of the other ones have been um, Antitoli, Black Siren, now twice, and now Caden James, and just these characters who you know they're gonna pull in again down the line they're not throwaway characters and they they really do impact these characters and they're they're telling um a much more stretched out narrative rather than like open close fight blah 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 you know um will what do you think about diggle as the green arrow uh you know Diggle as the Green Arrow, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm hoping they stretch it out, you know, pretty long during the season. But I, you know, I think it's going to end soon. Um, you know, Diggle's been dealing with, you know, first I thought it was PTSD, but actually it's not. It's some, you know, some some physical physical condition that he's dealing with, as far as why he was his hands were shaking and stuff, Um, Mm -hmm. and. so, you know, he has, you know, chemically <laughs> been able to hand, to to manage that. Um, but, you know, what I like about Diggle is Green Arrow, he, 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 he brings his own energy and his own, um, you know, take on the character, you know, you know, right. you know, you know, using a crossbow rather than the, the typical bow and arrow. Um 
just how he how his his leadership of the team mm-hmm. um, is very different from Oliver's, and that um, I think he is, you know, since he was sort of the sidekick before, now he's like the, the guy in, in, the, in the center seat. He 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 thought he. I think he utilizes the team better instead of just sort of being solo. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you know, so I, I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this run as uh, of seeing Diggs as the uh, as the Green Arrow. Yeah, I you know I heard a great prediction about how in this week's episode they talk about the startup company mm-hmm. for, that Curtis and Felicity are working on, and how at the end of the episode Felicity is kind of like. Which was probably my least favorite scene where she was reminded about how she could revisit the spinal implant idea. Mm. I, I thought that was just random. Yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot about this. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how with that idea, that's going to relate to what they're going to be able to produce to hopefully rectify Diggle's situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which you know, again, you know, will make sense. It's better than him shooting up all the time. Um, one of the things I noticed, this, <laughs> I went there. I did. I did. One of the things that uh, uh, wasn't as prominent this episode was Diggle and Black and um, Black Canary's uh, sort of back and forth because that was very. You know, in earlier, uh, at least the first couple episodes, you know, she was always like, what's your, what's, what's your deal, man? What's your deal? But, mm-hmm. you know, I noticed this time it was not as prominent um, um, in this episode, which is probably, you know, which there was a lot going on. So it was probably, it was actually, I think it was a good thing that they didn't have it as front and center as it has been. Yeah. Well, and I thought they had closure to that too because he proved that he had it under control to the team with the bow and arrow or the crossbow. And she was like, Yeah, I had my doubts, but now I feel better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, they Oh, had I their... think she's still suspicious. I would. Well,. Yeah, probably a little bit, just because, like, how do you automatically get better from something like that? But at the same time, he's doing an okay job at handling it right now, so it's not at the forefront anymore. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. that's going to be the thing that's going to cause Oliver to come back. Something's going to happen, and, you know, it's going to force him to come back. Yeah, like some kind of irreconcilable differences. Hmm. Sorry, that's the na- title name of the ninth episode. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked that far ahead yet. I haven't looked that far ahead yet. <laughs> oh, I personally think that it's going to be something where someone's going to figure out Oliver is actually the arrow and he's going to have to put the hood back on because his son gets kidnapped. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Mm. Do you, I mean, do you think by the end of the season, Star City will, or Starlene, no, now they're calling it no, Star no, City. No, Star right? City, yep. Yeah, yeah. Star City will know that Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. No. No. 
negative fancies. I don't think it's going to be very public, but it's going to be, you know, oh, well, I'm going to expose you if you don't blah, 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 take care of this guy for me or something from some bad guy. Do you think that by the end of the season, Oliver will no longer be the mayor? Yes. Do you think William will survive this season? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. William will survive, and I think Oliver will still. I think he'll still be the mayor, but I. Do you... I, I have, but I, I have to admit, I know, I know the comics that, that he was. I can't remember if he was impeached or step, had to step down or not. I just can't remember. Mm. So, um, with the introduction of Caden James, are like Vegas odds. That we're going to see um, Noah Cutler, a.k.a. Felicity's father, show up at some point in the season and be in cahoots with Caden. Mm. You want like a percentage or do you think this is a yes or you already want yes or no? Yes or no. Yes or no. No. Yes. God. <laughs> what? Uh, I'll, I'll do the very lawyerly maybe. <laughs> depends oh on the God, depends on the facts. You just gotta <laughs> jump in there, Will. Just jump, jump in. Jump in there. Yeah, I think he will. I think we will see it. Yeah, I I feel like it would almost be a missed opportunity if they didn't do something like that. Because why introduce him at all if you're not going to tie him into our biggest villain in that circuit this thing and the jig. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. And so, and this week, guys, we have a Slate episode to look forward to. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. So maybe the hood will come back home this week. Well, he's gotta because Slate asked him for help directly and he... I don't know. They had a bromance towards the end of last season, so... I don't think so. I don't think the hit's coming back on this week. Mm-mm. You think he's going to get Diggle to help and stuff? Uh, I think he's going to help. I think it's going to be in a different city. Gotcha. I don't think the hood is required. And I think, I think because of the promise he made to William that it's going to take a lot more than Slade calling for him to put back on that hood. Um, and there has to be some more of a talk before he does so. So I don't I don't think I think that if the writers are going to play this smart, they're going to allow Diggle to be um, the arrow for a few more episodes, probably until the crossover where that episode he will have to yeah. just put back on. Uh, that's, that'll be, and maybe that's yeah. And maybe they'll, I think that'll be where you're right. That will be where it happens. You know, whatever the, you know, with the crisis on earth 10, that will be the one to, uh, to get to bring him out of retirement. Yeah. yeah. Is Diggle going to survive the season as the green arrow? I think he's going to survive. I don't know if he's going to survive as the Green Arrow. Yeah. I think um, we're going to see Spartan come back, which FYI, shout out to the for the creators for putting together that new title sequence that oh, yeah. shows all of their logos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. 
it sort of reminds me of like, it's, it's definitely the same style as Legends, kind of, mm-hmm. but I I love it. Yeah. Speaking of Legends, Patricia, did you hear about Captain Cold? No, I did not until I read your fancy little notes. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm excited. No, nah, well, you might you might not be. Uh. <laughs> Don't ruin it for me, Will. Huh? <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. Uh, no, well, 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 Sarah, do you want to take it or do you want me to take it? Well, Captain Cold's coming back. He's coming but back. It's going to be the last episode yeah. with him. Yeah, Wentworth is moving on. Well, I know the two um, actors that played, you know, the little bro fire crap mick and yeah captain cool yep heat wave and yeah heat wave yep yeah heat wave those two are on um a different tv show together and my brain is prison break prison break prison break so it makes sense like since he he died in that one i knew that he was only going to come back for you know you know, flashbacks or we had to go back in time to save so-and-so or whatever. I know that he's not going to stay on there forever because technically he's dead. So. Yeah, but no one stays dead yeah. in these shows. <laughs> especially Legends. Yeah. You mean and I think that's part of Laurel Lance? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Malcolm Merlin did it too. Damien Dark did it yeah. before Laurel did. There's a, there's a lot of characters who... Yeah, and that's that's partly why I don't like Legends is because I I blame that show for the lesser stakes we have this time around. Well, yeah, but they messed up time, so they have their own problems to deal with right now. Yeah, they did break time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. The the episodes. So I'm all caught up in Legends. The episodes have been really great this season. I, I think they're not as potent as the last couple of seasons, but it, they're definitely taking some interesting twists. And if you get fully caught up, Will or Sarah, um, this last episode that they just did had. A lot of references back towards the movie E.T., huh. mm-hmm. which I thought was <laughs> real cheesy. But it, it was done pretty well, and they've kept it really interesting, and they've brought back a couple of villains that like are continuously coming back. You know, the... What are they called? The Dominators. Yeah. And... And I think it's interesting how they keep reusing that same villain. And I I don't know if I like it, but I do like it because they're each time that they're brought back, it's in a different way. And so, yeah. And there's a new legend that I think you would like, Sarah. Uh, I can't remember what her name is, but she's from 2042 or something. And she joins the legends on their quest because she has nowhere else to go. So. Hmm. Is it Kari or? Never mind. Never is, she, mind. Is, she, is she the one? Because I was watching episode two. Is she is she the African princess 
one that like no she comes back too so she originally left to go back to her village because she's the great grandmother to Vixen. Right. Right. And so that one, she's officially back. Okay. Yes. She came back like two episodes ago, but no, there's a new additional one that just joined. And this is the first episode, like full episode that she's been officially part of the team. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am terrible with names and you all know this. So no, no. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, has, I'm like all the time. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, she has this totem where she can fly, and it was her brother. She's um, Arab. Okay. Yeah. Arab. Cool. It. Yeah. So already, already. Uh, you know, Victor Garber is leaving the show too. So as we touched on earlier, this is Zari. Zari. Yeah. Zari. Yeah. I I knew. It. Okay. Zari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks, sir. You get back Wait into a... Legends, I think you'll like that character. Well, I mean, I so on YouTube, when I was in the YouTube black hole, I because I'm watching clips of like Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, of course, on the recommended clips, Legends comes up every now and then, and I see all this information about Zari, and I'm like, oh, new character. And so I saw a few clips. I, I didn't think anything much of her. I will say, though, that if I were to get back onto the Legends bandwagon, it would probably because be because of Nate and mm-hmm. his relationship with um, um, Amaya. Um, those two are really cute. Really cute together. I like them. Um, but they have to kill Ray for me to get back on that <laughs> show. But I got to kill Ray, but they are going to kill Dr. Uh, Stan, so. Yeah, yeah. Car- well, um, uh, Carrie keeps telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah well, Victor Garber is leaving the series, so. Um. Well, yeah, and to that point, this the newest episode. They so he had his grandbaby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, well, he didn't have the grandbaby. Yeah. No, yeah. no, he didn't. But his his daughter had the baby, and Jax is really, you know, he cares about him, and he's like, you know, I'm. I know this isn't your true family. Like, I know you want to be part of the team really badly, but I know you just had a grandbaby. And so they sort of have like a very brief talk, but then Jax approaches Ray about trying to figure out a way to, um, to break up Firestorm. That was Jack's exact words where to, mm. you know, somehow. So he could just be the Firestorm, Firestorm without. Yeah, yeah. by himself. Yeah. And so that's how they're segueing into that. Yeah, I was wondering how. Yeah, I was wondering if we were to try to find another host, like they went to the, the pains they did with, on the Flash to replace Ronnie. But uh... they actually they named the grandbaby Ronnie. Oh, nice touch. I, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Mm. And don't get too excited, Sarah, because Amaya and Nate are just friends right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen some clips. I don't think that's going to last too long. Just friends. It never yeah. does. Yeah. It never does on these shows. Yes. It never does. It never does on the okay. CW. Yeah. 
Patricia, as we're slowly losing momentum, clearly from this discussion, <laughs> you get you want to talk about how to get away with murder for just a brief minute or two? Just a brief minute or two. Um, so, Sarah, have you been keeping up on it or have you like nope. completely given up hope? Okay. Well, this last yeah. episode was was really good i really liked how they delved into bonnie's past um they dove into where she was in court um they flashed back to when she was in court and um she was the victim of some big hotshot public guy and annalise keating was cross-examining her and felt super bad and like how they met and how they became a team and it was really interesting. It was really well done. And God, that actress that plays Bonnie, Mm -hmm. she wins another award for it or wins an award for it because she does such a great job. And Frank and Laurel are sleeping together again up until the end of this episode where Frank asked Laurel if it was actually his baby. And she got really upset about it and told him to get out. So that makes me think that it is his baby. And let's see, Connor is losing his mind. And he goes mm-hmm. back to Annalise and is helping her work on some cases. And yeah, and uh, Asher is in jail at the flash forward because they do all those flash forward things and I love how they do the flash forward things because it just makes it so much more interesting because you're like okay well now you have this bit of information what's going to happen next right anyway that's my minute on how to get away with murder (laughs) well we did it guys we got through the week and that was a lot of TV talk and so much fun Please, listeners, feel free to tweet us about if what shows you're enjoying, if there's any that we haven't talked about that we should um, start to watch and add to the rotation because there is just so much TV going on these days. But you can tweet us at Cena Nerd on Twitter. And Patricia, why don't you tell fans where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at PRMiller20. That's P-R-M-I-L-L-E-R-2-0. And, Will, where can Flash fans find you? Flash fans and Star Trek fans and everything else can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please go and check out our Facebook page. Will's doing an awesome job there, and he's also handling our Twitter account which and tweeting out some great news. So f- please follow um, us on both sites. And most importantly, go to iTunes and SoundCloud to rate, subscribe, and comment. We like talking about all of these shows, and we hope you all like listening. So give us some shout-outs. And you can also find us on the CastBox Android app. Good night, geek out, you're welcome.